on the Spencer's the Pez, goking out at the cons, Renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, yes. I'm just Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast with your host, lovable Lon Lopez. Thank you very much. Welcome. Yes, thank you, and welcome to a all Derek McCall less version of the Fanboy Planet Podcast. You mean less version? I that's didn't I say less? Sound like last. Less. Yeah, it's Uh, leaner. That uh, voice you hear, that charming baritone sound to my right, left, is uh, Dean, what was that guy's name? Dean? Dean Stockwell? No. Oh, Bean Crosby. That's what I was thinking. Bean Crosby. No, it's the moral compass and not child beater, Rick Brett Snyder. That's right. And in the background- my fan. Yes, that Rick Stalker, uh, lovable Steve Simonetti, who will occasionally yell things from behind the counter. I love you all. Like the old days. There uh, he goes. That's Steve Simonetti, manager of Elusive Comics and Games. Where's what's the address on that, Rick? Two seven two five El Camino Real in beautiful Santa Clara, California. Suite one hundred four. Now five one hundred four. Where this Friday, no, not this Friday, October 31st, next Friday, right. October 31st, is a come one, come all Halloween contest, Halloween party and Party contest. and contest, yes. It's a contest to get in, and then once you're in, there's a contest to- uh, To con- get out, yeah, I think. to get out. Okay. And what's, what's the prize, Steve? A $25 gift certificate for Elusive Comics and Games, I'm no, assuming. No, a store you really want to go to. No, okay. <laughs> No, is it for the shop or is it for? It's awesome. Okay, it's for Steve Simonetti Enterprises. Excellent. Visit my website at www. There you go. Wow, that's a trademark right there. So, moving right on. Lots to talk about. Now we should mention yeah. why he's not really dead. No, I didn't say he was dead. Oh, okay. I just, you know, this is the what did you call it? The lean and mean. It's a leaner, meaner, thinner. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about thinner, Podcast. but uh, yes, podcasting without our fearless leader, Derek McCaw. Because. Well, he... He's a thespian. Really? Is yes. That, has he had a life choice like that? Or? Yes. Oh, he, oh, thespian. I thought he said something else. No, uh, yes, Derek, I was going to make a bad, like, rested for drug, drugs joke, but he already cut me off on that. But it's okay. We can go with the truth. He's a thespian. He is a thespian, and Derek, I'm sure we mentioned this before. He landed a marvelous part. In a Marvel movie? No. Oh, okay. He, he is one of two people appearing in a local, and this would do a lot better if we actually had any details for this. We will no <laughs> doubt have details on this, so listen in. Two-person play. Greater Tuna. It was something like 60 or 90 characters that the two people play. Yeah, 30 a piece or something yeah. like that. And we so, got a little sampling of it in last week's podcast. That's right. Yeah. And we normally get a sample of it off air because Derek's just usually just scatterbrained like yeah. that anyway. So, But things you won't get tonight because Derek's not here is... You won't hear me and Rick completing each other's sentences um, again, and a lot at ad nauseum. Um, you probably won't have extended um, arcane facts from comics 
history, past and present. Uh, what I'll else? I'll miss that. Actually. Yeah, actually, it helps when we you know reference things we don't know what we're talking yeah. about. Right, but that's usually what we get from Derek McCaw. And that, uh, other than that, uh, it's our value add. Right, we won't we won't miss the uh, the. Bloody. But we're going to go right in because we got a lot of stuff. Yes, to talk let's about. do it. So let's start off with comics, and I'm going to start talking for a little Please. bit. Please. So I read the last issue of Ultimate, uh, the Ultimate March to Ult- Ultimatum, March to Ultimatum, Ultimate Origins, mm. and uh, oh, wait, was this a special? Too? This was a five or a six. I think it was a six, Steve. Uh, five or six. Yeah. Ultimatum, a five-issue miniseries that basically tied all the ultimate, the, the core ultimates together. There was like it's almost like um, one of those shows on TV where they show you all the connections that like went through history. Yeah, no, no, I'm oh, thinking okay. more along the lines of connections. Oh, which was on uh, PBS for years. Oh, but uh, basically they tied the Hulk, Captain America, Spider-Man. The mutants, Nick Fury, all these origins together. Really, and the last issue was really pretty darn dark. I mean, Nick Fury is not a nice man in this one. You learn an uh, you learn a absolutely amazing revelation about mutants in the Ultimates universe mm. that I sure hope they're not going to bring into the standard universe. Were they a government experiment gone wrong? I'm not going to spoil the surprise for anybody. <laughs> Darn, but um, maybe off air you can tell. Me. There is there is a lot. I mean, there is a lot to be said for the connections. Actually, the first couple of issues of this I really liked a lot, and this last one just kind of it kind of ended as if it was going on in another book after this, mm. which in fact it is because now after this we get the March on Ultimatum, and they brought introduced the Watcher. Oh, I think you yeah the, you had uh, mentioned that in emails or something, didn't you? Or yeah, no, no, it was something else. I it's think. a uh, and it was an artifact or a hive mind artifact that was put down to watch humanity, and they, they all these uh, devices had been passive for years and just came online. And interesting, it's, a, it, it's probably worth uh, a read, and if you're into the ultimates, it's probably a must buy. Now, doesn't is this leading towards something like the end of March the March on Ultimatum? Which do we know what uh, Ultimatum is, is going to be? The end of the Ultimates universe. It's not the day that evil wins. No. Oh, is that something else? Okay. No, it's the, the Ultimate Day. Uh, well, are we looking for you're you've been up on the Ultimates universe? So I, what's yeah, your I'm, take? I'm behind on Spider Man and uh, X Men, but everything else I'm up to date on. And so, uh, you know, it'd be nice to end cap the whole thing and just get back to just one universe of Marvel. I mean, yeah. not that I haven't enjoyed the ride, but it's kind of like, okay, now we're over 100 issues of each one of these. It's kind of lost its novelty. Yeah. It's just another continuity you have to keep track of. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you had mentioned about Nick Fury not being a very nice guy. Well, I mean... <sighs> but my problem with the Ultimate Universe was nobody was a nice guy, and like, except for maybe Peter Parker and the Ultimate, you know, Spider-Man. But, like... We'll was- have to talk after this. Oh, Okay. Because personally, I was just like, the, the Ultimates just is not, like, I like reading characters about, you know, decent human beings, and yeah. the Ultimate Universe is always about just all these a-holes, and I just, ugh. Anyways, so that's what, what tipped me off. But, you know, who knows? I, maybe I'd like to read about the destruction of this universe. So. Well, speaking about the destruction of the universe, or at least the world at please, large, please. if we move on over to Avengers Secret mm. Invasion, the core book has a great cover this week um it's it's captain marvel it's a callback to the scroll kree war issues of Mm -hmm. long ago of the avengers where 
Marvel's strapped into a chair with a helmet on, and there's energy coming out from under his head. He's obviously being tortured. Mm. And in that case, he was being tortured for the uh, to recreate the Omniwave projector, the ultimate one of the ultimate weapons. Wow, that, I, I just heard a Derek McCaw-like uh, callback of, of uh, knowledge. That I'll, was I'll fantastic. Confess, I recently picked up the trade paperback for ah. the Scroll Cree Wars, so I had read it last <laughs> month. Not that I didn't read it and read it and read it when I when it originally came out. It was one of those things you just picked up those nine, ten issues and read but, it through. It's good to know we still have that on our team, Rick. Like, That's awesome. Deal. Thank you. Anyway, so this issue brings back the Captain Marvel that we, we've expo- been exposed to in the Scroll. In the, we uh, know he's a scroll, scroll, right? Invasion, yeah, he's a scroll who who knows he's a scroll, but he also has all of Captain Marvel's memories, and it makes him into a hero. And he really goes to town on a uh, on a scroll fleet up. It's a, mm. it's a big explosion issue. Um, there's a bit of internal dialogue. In fact, I'm a little tired of it because we got all that internal dialogue in the miniseries that he mm, was in. Right, right. The one thing that this did introduce and uh, brings back into the play is Marvel Boy, who was in the right. prison. That was was that the Garth Ennis or who did that? Warren Ellis, War, Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison. Yeah. I always confuse all those guys. And that was another weird. That was just a weird series all around, right. and now they're bringing him into standard continuity. And um, do you think he fits? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't think either. He fits at all. I'm I'm hoping for death. And you know why? I think it's the shorts. I think it's the shorts too. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to say that because that sounds so bad. But he's just like every time. Get some long pants, you know. Yeah. You're <laughs> You've like, been around for a while. You, you travel through space. You, you know? can't tell me that's your uniform, right? Exactly. And if it is, are you really proud of it? And just because he's Marvel boy, he doesn't have to wear yeah. shorts. You know, yeah. it's like come he's on. Marvel boy. He's like 24. Right. Exactly. He lives in his mom's basement. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could I could stand for death on that one. But too. aside from that, it's kind of like I'm I'm the the Avenger the Avengers line has been the strongest secondary line to the uh, well it's to, been the, the it's been the main secondary line right, right? Yeah. i mean well it's it's crossed over to spider-man and, mm, and all mm. and, Mar- Cap- and ms marvel and all the other ones but the avengers mighty avengers and uh initiative have been probably the strong the best issues mm. outside of that but i'm i'm starting to get tired of it i really am yeah i want to see some i want to see some plot development i just want to see Oh, the the big deal about this, and I was thinking about this, this last night. Every time you see one of the super scrolls, you kind of guess like who, what are their powers, just based on their, the costume bits they have mm-hmm. on. Like mm-hmm. there was one that had um, black bolts, little bolt on the right. top of his forehead. And last, <laughs> there's one in this uh, this issue that I swear he's got the power pack icons right oh, now. Oh, jeez. Okay. How, how can you be threatening with the power pack powers? I yeah. Just, oh, they're know. pretty awesome powers, but they're on kids. So you know that's one. Like, did the I, okay side sidetrack here? The power pack aliens that gave them, you know, power pack their powers and stuff. Yeah, have they ever like come back and done anything? I don't like, know that they figured in. I mean, I read the books when they first came. Right. I've not read. Any weren't they of the like little seahorse people or something yeah, they like were that? Kind or, of like, well, they were more like little horsey men or something. Yeah, they had legs. They didn't have. Fingers. I'm sure they have a fleet and an armada of you know. Why don't we see them kicking some scroll I ass? I think there was an explanation you know? as to why they were not. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we vest you with powers. Right. And we can give little children and powers. Now but we're out of here. We're we go. can't defend ourselves. Yeah, that's great. We're big on Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to sidetrack on that. But anyway, so. So yeah, we're still, you know what though, we're suckers for the secret invasion. So we just keep reading it, and every now and then there's just a really good issue. Right, one book will kind of string you along. And go, oh, I got to. But we had a couple of issues back. They rescued Reed Richards. Mm. Reed's got a weapon. 
Reed knows something. He's but where is where the heck right. is Reed Richards? And now, yeah, the last book is already, and you know, we can talk about it because it came out a couple weeks ago. The last book, you know, I when I we'd read it a couple weeks ago, I thought they're basically following the same plotting formula that they did with Civil War, which was introduce a whole lot of concepts and premises and then end with a big giant brawl fight at the end yeah. that, and then resolve it so quickly that it doesn't really s- answer any of the questions you posed yeah, we, in the first five books. So We do have, we do have the, the scroll kill crew out there going state by state right. killing, <laughs> killing now, see that's, now, see, that's a book I could pick up But I don't month. want 50 issues of that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah, a 50-part series of how they each, kill all the scrolls one, yeah. in each state. No. Oh, man. Uh, the other one that uh, has been re- doing really good lately, uh, both from um, from Winter Stand of Sales and also uh, just storyline, has been really good. Is the New Ways to Die uh, Spider Man, which arc. Derek McCaw actually had recommended a couple weeks back, yeah. and issue six came out yesterday. We're already six issues. De- oh, is that coming out every week? It comes out three times. Three a times month. a month. That's right. Okay. And this this one actually it kind of is standing in there answering the question: Does Norman Osborn know Peter Parker is Spider Man? And it looks like not. Now, well, okay, let me pose a question to you, Rick. You're a fanboy. Does Mephisto's powers of erasing everyone's memories and keeping them blurred overpower Norm Norman Osborn Osborn's genius intellect to figure out? Who it is? Uh, no, interesting. Because Has that already been answered? No, I, it doesn't make any sense that it mm-hmm. would. It, what he did was he made everyone forget. He doesn't make it so no one can ever find out. Okay, sure, but and actually, they come but really- figure out. Like uh, if Peter took off his mask in front of Norman, he'd know. Yeah, sure. But yeah. would Norman be able you to have put the attention. pieces together? I mean, what are they going to do? Okay, you took off your mask. All of a sudden, your face is pixelated. Right, like you're right. on TV. I can't <laughs> tell who you are. I just wouldn't play. Uh, he is the, the devil, though. You have to so. have attention. Um, one thing that happens in this issue, I'm a minor spoil for, spoiler for last the last issue, is brilliant that they exposed, uh, they find the the camera that Peter uses to shoot himself, mm. shoot pictures of himself right, as right. he fights, and the camera is modified to follow a sensor that's on the front of his Spider-Man costume. Mm. So Norman gets the camera, realizes that this camera is. Uh, is used by Parker to take pictures of Spider-Man. And, in fact, he puts it together that Parker's just a front for mm-hmm. Spider-Man taking pictures of himself that Parker sells as kind of a fence for these photos. So that's the way he puts it together. He doesn't actually put together Parker is Spider-Man. Uh, so he thinks he they're in cahoots? He thinks they're in cahoots. But what he does was he creates, he creates weapons that will, tra- will trace and home in on the sensor that's uh, that's on the front of the spider sh- suit. So, so they will know where Spider-Man is. So they start tracking down Peter. Mm. And when they finally get to the point where they're about to find Peter, he slips out the back and tur- and changes Spider-Man and puts it together and there's a there's a brilliant uh brilliant end to this but um hmm. a, a nice twist. I like the fact that they brought um the Thunderbolts in on this. Hmm. This series, uh, and they're doing things finally, new uh, stuff with Venom and Eddie Brock. And All right, well, I have a sandpaper the, question then. Okay. How, where is this sitting in co- normal continuity right now? Uh, it's uh, Is it outside the, it's out, the, the, outside the Secret the Invasion? Secret Invasion. Okay, so, so that, so it's kind of weird. You get like a Spider-Man story that's actually good and people are liking. I think there's a Spider-Man 3 issue. Uh, there's a three-issue 
one-shot three-issue Spider-Man Secret Invasion thing going on that actually is featuring Ricochet. Uh, Ricochet? No. Um, what's the girl's name? Jackpot. Stinger? Oh, Jackpot. Jackpot. Oh, right. More than The one Spider-Man. who we think is maybe Mary Jane. The one that is too obvious to be Mary, obviously Mary Jane to be Mary Jane. Right, right. Yeah. They are playing it through there, and so, and I think that's a good thing to do because then you don't mess with the standard, the continuity. Well, of the, the issues. other thing is, is the main Spider-Man has been in the Savage Land the whole time during Secret Invasion, True. so it's kind of like, so to have this Spider-Man going on, and you know what I mean? It's just, uh, you know, well, I, you're asking a little bit too much from continuity. I am. The and fact I that just, they're not you know, messing it up is okay. Really? No. I think so. I, <laughs> I mean, think so. Messing it up by introducing anti-venom and well, I, in some know. books where we've already had the secret invasion, they've gone on to other storylines. Oh, already okay. Too, so. Well, all right. I mean, yeah. okay. I'm nitpicking, but still. Yeah. I'm just saying. So um, that kind of wraps it for me for comics. Um, I didn't have anything else I wanted to talk about. You've been enjoying. Uh, well, I mean, I just keep reading my Walking Dead. I did flip through a little bit through Final Crisis: Rogue's Revenge today. Yeah. Um, without a good book, without really on its own, yeah, without really giving anything away, you know, the art's fantastic. One of my favorite artists, Scott Collins, you know, always does a great book. Ties up the loose ends with the rogues, and you know, keeps. And here's you reading. Was that Final? issue three or three? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you up on Final Crisis? I'm a little behind. Just okay. A little bit. I was just curious if they've brought back the Flash yet or no. They keep hinting that he's coming. I don't know. But, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Steve, no flash. There was the tease in the first Final Crisis book, and that was about it. Yeah. So, you know, that's a quality book that's come out of the kind of the mess of Final Crisis. But then again, I can't really say that with much authority because I stopped reading Final Crisis. But Well, if you want to talk quality, we should move to TV. Because I know there's something Wait, we you usually want to move talk to about. movies, though. No, no, no we should We're going to go TV today. We're going to go TV okay. and movies. All right. Quality. Does it get much higher quality? Than our friends at the at Comedy Central with South Park. Uh, <laughs> well, see, Rick. Now we're going to disagree here for a little bit. Really? Well, because yes, no. The quality of South Park is fantastic, there and you the go. quality That's all of, I was the, saying. of the writing and the quality of the satire and the writing. And, all I was going to say. Sure. No, that that is. I can I can join you on that one. So, um, yes, we we had a recent episode that actually the season premiere right it was yeah. the, the eighth season or ninth season i don't know 12 yeah i don't know what it's at right now but um let's just say that it was nice to watch an episode and see that there are other people out you there felt personally vindicated I, I felt personally vindicated and i felt that others had been hurt like i had been hurt and um it was nice <laughs> to really have a support group and I just felt like I, I felt like somebody understood my pain. This, this is sounding very serious. No, it was. I, that's why, like, I, I nearly wept when I saw this episode, and I was like, "Wow, they get I it." I did weep for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> we should probably elaborate on what we saw. Go for um, it. No, the first episode dealt with. Well, I mean, actually, there were two plots, but the main plot of the story. Dealt with one of I think it was either Style or Kyle or Stan's friends I don't remember one of the one of the boys' friends had been he'd been raped and we have to there are young children here so I gotta be careful when we're discussing that but um, yes yeah, so he had been violated and um, the friends I don't know were dealing with the grief and um, 
and they were figuring out ways that they could, you know, cool. come forward and, you know, do the right thing to support their friend. And their friend, Rick, was... Indiana Jones. That's right. Indiana Jones had been personally... And, and not not just any, any Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones 4. Right. Indiana Jones from the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, the kids went to see the movie, and they were all shocked and terrified and hurt and damaged and uh yes so they i think it was either i think it was stan that was the one who needed to speak out and so he went around all the other kids and yeah i mean if you can watch it online or catch on the repeats but uh the great thing about this story is that it could have been told from an, a tremendous sense of rage and <laughs> outrage and being upset with lucas and spielberg but instead the marvelous thing about this was they put it in a in a sense of coming to terms with this mm. healing getting past it right. understanding no surviving 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 past you know because it's like there was even a line at the very end where you know he's like what are you talking about that movie made or he's all 700 million domestic or box office or something like that and you you know you can't argue with the money you know what i mean it's like so it's almost like you said, coming to terms with going, well, we can't fight this as, you know, denying it as a success because, it, you know, crit- uh, financially it was a success, you know, to these, this small group and myself included, you know, it was, it was a disaster. It was a raping of the uh, franchise. So, and, but in true South Park manner, um, they literally... They showed it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't going there. I was going to say the the people who were uh, at fault for this uh, travesty uh, did did have to have to. Uh, they did. They got their comeuppance. They got justice. Mm-hmm. So and in a fa- in a fine fashion. So if you were like me and you did not like the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and. Or if you're like me and you thought it was okay, but the series is definitely on its last legs. Yeah, go back to our earlier podcast and see what Rick really thought of the movie. But anyways, um, yes, check out the latest, the last, I should say, South Park. Not this last week, but if you can find, I think it was called the Chinese Problem or something like that. Something like so, that. Yeah, so yeah. check uh, that out. Also on TV. Uh, a show that is definitely not overstaying its welcome, Big Bang Theory. Mm. Love that that latest episode. That was a good one, yeah. and it got you know showed a care you know more from an, an, an ancillary character if you call him that, right? Yeah, Ra- is his name Raj? No, it's not Raj. It's Big Bang Theory. Anyone? Uh, I don't know. The Indian guy and um, the doctor. The Indian doctor, right? He's oh not no, a doctor. Oh, that's right. He wasn't. He was the only one without the master, no, right? No, no, no. He he is a doctor. He oh, okay. A, he had found a star. Remember, he they right, they, right, right. They went through doctor, 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 Mister. Right. That the other guy, Wolfowitz or whatever yeah. his name is, yeah. Wallowitz. Wallowitz, right? But uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, no, great. You know, great episode. I mean, it has all the qual. I mean, the show. Essentially, is now kind of on. I don't want to say cruise control, but it's it's got its its flow. They always have. They always they always bring up the right kind of fan fanboy fan uh, smartness mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it. That I mean, and we all loved, of course, the fact that we had a sighting of a greatest American hero T-shirt <laughs> on that show. Well, of course, and I'm sure if Derek were here, he would have 
jumped out of his little, you know, Superman PJs and got all excited about it. But uh, and yeah, this, and and Leonard smiling. Oh, that was creepy. That was Wasn't frightening. That I almost could not watch that. But yes, I did like the line though. He's all, "You're trying to cheer him up, not kill Batman." <laughs> that was true. so. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, yes, good yep. quality show. Good for the geeks. We like it. Now, one that you have always been behind. And that I kind of took the task. Right. And then we've had another two episodes? Three episodes. Three episodes on. Yeah, three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Clone Wars. Yes. And Ca- I, I all caught up? I'm all caught up. And it looks looks to me like they're telling stories now in three-issue arcs. Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I think that the current one is all about the, the ship that has the ultra, the, well, the malevolence. Is that malevolence. The, that's, I think that's actually what the arc is called. Right. Um, shadow of malevolence or something like something that. Something like that. And you know, I like that because do you remember back when like the first like movie came out, they didn't give a, or like, like empire maybe around the empire time. Like they didn't give a whole lot of information in the movie, but you got a lot of that info, like in the trading cards and in the comics and the other ancillary books or whatever. Um, like what was Darth Vader's Star Destroyer called? It had its own name, like the oh, the yeah. Vindicator, or it had like a name like uh, the Executioner, wasn't it? The Executioner. I, I, I don't remember. Okay, but but it had things like that. So I thought it was like so following in the tradition. Like here they have another you know awesome kick ass ship, and it's called the Malevolence. Malevolence. Thank you. Well, I like the fact that they start each one of the shows off with the kind of news really feel right. to summarize the previous shows. And just kind of catch you. I thought you didn't like that, though, in the movie, though. I Did they do that in the yeah. movie? At the yeah. beginning? Or At the very beginning, yeah. Okay, but they do this. What I like it, yeah, I didn't care for that really the first time in the movie for a 90-minute movie. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. But if you're going to do a show which people may not catch every one of the episodes, it's right. good to catch. It's good to do a previously, right? And to do it stylistically is kind of cool. Yeah, no, I, I dig it. Um, the episode with Yoda was fabulous. It with, was great with the with the three uh, clones. The three clones, yeah. Um, and then we had the episode with um, what's his Plo Clune. Plo, Plo Clune. I thought that was a great episode with the the Jedi kind of. You know, handling. I mean, it's essentially. It looks like we're getting like Jedi wisdom Jedi's, of the week. You know, what I mean, clones get wisdom from yeah, Jedi. Clones getting wisdom from Jedi's who they're eventually going to kill yeah. in the third movie. So, yeah. well, the you know, the other. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that great wisdom. Oh, Directive sixty six. Yep, yeah. you're dead. Well, so. there's a there's a book out now called Directive sixty six. Oh, really? Which there's been a series of comic books, or book book uh, book book. Okay. So there's been a series of rogue of. Uh, Clone Trooper books for the last, you know, six years or whatever it is. And the latest one is called Directive 66, which apparently talks about the main characters who you've been following through this series and how they're going to deal with the Directive 66 Mm -hmm. coming down. Mm -hmm. And I suspect the trouble I've had with that series of books and this show has always been we know how it ends. Right, right. Now, if they can somehow say there are some of these clone troopers that don't go right. There. They're going to go the and other way. Some kind of story that explains how they didn't, or maybe they. That'd be interesting. That, yeah. that could redeem this whole thing, but I don't think they could do that in, this, in the context of this show. Right, right. So I think if anything, the whole point of this is just, and and you know I've gotten to that point where I've I've accepted and I like is, it's just telling the tale of of the Clone Wars of Star Wars the legend. You know, it's like 
in the first movie you get this idea that what you fought in the clone wars it yeah. was this this legendary legendary time. battle and you know what so in a sense i think it's just you know if you look at it back from somebody who's in the star wars universe and you know hear you know maybe heard the tales of the great war and you know what i mean like and it's just kind of you just accept it as that you know what i mean yeah. we as outsiders are privileged to know how it ends and how it you know maybe might not work out here and there but if you maybe look at it from the insider's point of the universe whatever you would just say it's it's basically recounting world war Two in a sense you know what i mean or you know the great kind war of. or whatever you know so well next week pad me oh yeah i got a press release on that it was like padme and i think like c3po or something is yeah. coming or yeah Something like that. So I mean, wait, was he in the the first movie? The movie? No, three uh, PO's in it. Remember, she's got a nickname for three PO or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, well, Padme was in the movie, right? When she fought the Hut or what or something, right? Uh, probably well, wasn't. Yeah, like the Hut that kidnapped her, right? Right. right yeah. Right. So so, but Padme is making the first appearance on the actual on the, show, on the show. Yeah. Yep. But. Uh, so we get to see Anakin act all weird. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, you know, romantic dynamic with, you know, the you know the show and if they're even going to go that way or if it's all just going to be, you know, action and fighting. But, you know, yeah. the one thing I have liked about the show is they have tried to handle, I mean, yes, it's definitely made for kids, but they are trying to handle at least some, let's, I don't want to say adult themes, but like uh, just more mature themes, you know what I mean? Like, when Yoda was talking to the Clone Wars about, you know, or the, the, the clone troopers and the thing, you know, talking about, you know, value yourself and, you know, uh, I, you know, giving a, teaching a moral lesson or something like that. You know, it was a little more. It's a PSA. Yeah, but in a sense, it didn't dumb it down. You know what I mean? It didn't yeah, say, no, like, I, I, you I, can be whoever you want to be. You know, it was like, you know, it was just, I don't know. I just thought it was handled in a, in a good way. So, yeah. but we'll see. So, and then uh, we want to talk about... Oh, wait, before we move on, that last uh, episode, too, I thought handled... Was it the one where they... When uh, when Anakin lost, like, three pilots out of his team or whatever, yeah. you know, they didn't play that down. You know, they dealt with, like, hey, it's a war, we lost people, you know, and he was sad that he lost... You know, he was... Not, not yeah. sad, but he was disappointed that he lost those people and felt, you know, that, that responsibility. And, you know, so when I see a show like that, that's saying to me, yeah, okay, this isn't just a straight kid's story. You know well, what I mean? And it's only 30 minutes. So yeah. They're, they're packing a lot of story into 30 yeah. minutes. Usually drama on TV is an hour. Right. Comedy is a half an hour. Right. So in this one, they're giving us a fairly dramatic. I mean, it's certainly not a comedy. Right, right. And action, adventure, 30 minutes. That's fine. But I also like the fact that that's true to, like, let's say the Star Wars thing. Because as a kid, I watched Star Wars as growing up as a kid, and people died in Star Wars. You know yeah. what I mean? And but it was one of those things where as a kid Ewoks died too. Yeah, exactly. And as a kid, it was one of those things where I realized that, you know, this happens when you have a war. You, you know what war. I mean? And it it's just a sad fact. And it wasn't glorified and it wasn't you know, bad. Anyways, right. I'll leave it at that. Okay. So let's talk about heroes. Let's talk about heroes. Steve, you watching heroes? Yeah. You caught up? Yes. What's your take? Yeah, just shout it, because is this mic on right here or no? Yeah. Maybe we can hear Steve better if he's pointed at that mic. Yeah, it's but. on. I'm confused. Confused, but are you out of like? No, I'm still watching it. I'm still, I'm not enjoying it as much. Okay. Because I think the lines are blurred too much as to who's who and what's what. And 
in the beginning, it was interesting to try to figure out who the bad guys and who the good guys were. You weren't quite sure. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of still there, but it's just more confusing. All right. I have a question to pose to the panel. Um, and this might be a spoiler to people who haven't been watching. You're caught up, right? I'm totally caught You're up. caught up. Okay. Potential spoiler. But anyways, if you didn't know, you're not watching Heroes. What do we think of Siler being revealed as a Petrelli son? I'm totally fine with it. Really? Really? It's, it was almost expected. Really? Because to me, I thought it was just like, oh, my God, can you not? I mean, did you run out of plots to write? I mean, making him the third brother. And then, of course, like, and then what about uh, Tracy Strauss being a triplet of the Nikki and Barbara or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, everybody's related now. You know what I mean? And I'm just like. Well, it kind of makes sense if you if you now we know that a lot of the, the powers were kind of vested on them. Sure, but then so, we also said like, well, no, but Nathan was experimented on. They gave him his powers. Right, that's what I mean. Oh, I thought you meant vested in the sense of genetics, meaning they were born with it. You know, right. some of them were born with it, some of them got it. You know, so I don't know. It was just this whole. I don't know. I almost I liked it better in the beginning when. People were randomly finding each other. You right. got powers. I've got powers. Oh my God, what do we do? Right now, it's like I've got powers. You got powers. Hey, we must be related. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's uh, right, and that's kind of like Claire is so and so's daughter, and you know this person's yeah. so and so's brother, and then, you know and it was one of those things where I'm like, God, keep it in the family or get. It. I mean, it's like you know. So I can understand some of the connections, but all the connections are getting a little out of control. Well, it's definitely getting a little more complex. And it's from both levels of the connect connections that are going on. They've got more complex plots going on. Mm-hmm. And then they have the whole motivation and who's a hero, who's a villain, and how's that switching around. Especially since you you have the total turnabout with Siler is parting up with HRG. And at the same time, Peter is getting darker. Yeah. and right? then, but, but you know what, though? Some would argue that it's not getting as complex. Um I've had a lot of Facebook friends post stuff about heroes. Oh, I'm losing it for heroes. And and I think the big concern or big criticism has been, oh, great. They found out another plot where the world's going to be destroyed and they have to save the world. That's original. So that's what I've been hearing. So I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired of time travel and saving the world. Right. And that's basically what it's all coming down to. And then the cliffhanger from last week, what do we think? Refresh my memory. Um, Hero uh, oh, yeah. and Ando. Oh, yes. Now, was that something you think that he's going to go back in time and fix? or I think it's a fake. A he fake? Yeah. He sees Ando in the future, and Ando's fine, and he ends up killing... But he just Hero. altered that, though. He just altered... He just changed that by doing what he did. Maybe. If, Maybe. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, And, you know, of course, with all their, you know... That's what the one thing Heroes keeps delivering with is the uh, the cool cliffhangers that make you want, oh, now i got to turn back in the next week. So. I think they're brothers. <laughs> they are related. They're, they're, the, they're the fifth and sixth Petrelli brothers. <laughs> uh, George Takai, he got around. I did like, oh my, I did like the... Um, the reveal of, you know, we are all like, Linderman's back? How's that possible? And I did oh, yeah, like the yeah, reveal yeah. of how that was possible. Yeah. Um, make, and that, to me, was a good... I was like, oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. And um, 
And then at the end, we, you know, we get to see, should we say, is it okay to say? Yeah, sure. So, spoiler. Father Petrelli in in the bed, he's like invalid and can only. He's got a resuscitating tube stuck in his neck. I, yeah, he, I forget. He wasn't talking. He was mentally talking, yeah. right? Yeah. But in the show, in uh, clips from next week, they're showing him walking around, which I'm assuming is a projection. Right. Well, either that or what's her name saw him in a dream, right? Or Mrs. Petrelli. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, Angela Petrelli saw And so that's the other thing, too. Like, oh, right, my mother's, you know, this way, and now she's the head of the company. And now, you know, so. But it, I thought that we had all assumed that Nathan Petrelli was healed by, by Linderman. Linderman. Right. We don't know what healed him, or he just got healed on his own. I mean, didn't he already get healed, though? He already has Claire's blood in him. Remember when he got burned from the... Uh, from the, uh, the original explosion. So does that have a persistent effect? I don't then? know. Maybe it's just in his stream. You, could, if I were a writer, I could write that, but write you that could. off. But if you were a writer, you'd have some inclination to tip people off. Right. To and you know, I want to touch real briefly on. I, I was reading something. I think it was on Ain't It Cool or somebody ripping on heroes, and they had talked about the hero storyline now is basically following what's called an idiot plot. Did you read anything? No, about I didn't that? read this. And he basically defined the idiot plot in the sense that you know, a movie or TV show where the characters act... The only way the story can move is if all the characters act like idiots. And he basically was kind of saying... you know, Basically what it means is, you know, they don't follow what common, you know, common sense would have them follow. Like Hero digging up his worst enemy that he had so much trouble with. Right. Or no, Hero going... Hero going... You know, the father saying, don't open this. And going ahead and opening it. And then it. going ahead and opening it. You know Hello, what I mean? Oh, Pandora. Right, exactly. So it's one of those things where you go, well, none of this would have happened if you just would have listened. You know, it was one of those things, too. That you yeah, you're going to go back in time and fix something. Right, right. Go fix, fix that. that. No, that no, you I fix that. Everything changes. Everything's back to normal. You know, Peter Petrelli going back and shooting his brother. You know, it's like, wait a minute. What if I could have just went back a few minutes earlier and said, hey, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just simple things. See me, Scar, right. your brother, right. from the future. The future's all messed up, man. If you say, make this, oh, really? You're my brother. I trust you. You know, we kind of saved New York together. Mom. <laughs> right, exactly. No, instead, I've got to shoot him. You know, it's like, no, you don't. Do you have a brother? I do. Okay. I'd probably never shoot him. So, I mean, probably. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. If I ever one. <laughs> you never know. I mean, people drink, you know, so, I mean. Well, anyway, mm. moving on. Right. There's a show that you've seen that I have not because you apparently have HBO and I do not. Oh, yes. Yes. This would be? Um, you know, I'm surprised that I'm one of the few people. Well, I mean, you know what? I'm sure there's a lot of young girls out there that are loving this show. But uh, the new vampire drama, True Blood, on HBO. And I don't know if we've talked about me and Derek before or not, but I am hooked on this show. And if there's any listeners out there that are as hooked as I am and want to talk about True Blood, email the podcast at editor at fanboyplanet.com and tell us what you think of True Blood. But I am hooked. Um, You guys haven't seen it, right? Not a bit. Um, Okay, so the basic premise, and I I think I've explained this before on the podcast, uh, vampires have gone mainstream. They've come out. The world knows vampires exist, which is kind of what the uh, the uh, Anita Blake books have done. is that what they do? That's yeah. what I think Derek said, yeah. So, um, and then basically, it's the story of this this young girl, Suki Stockhouse or something, 
and she lives in Louisiana, or, you know, the Bayou. You're on your own on this one. Don't look sorry, at us. Like sorry, gonna... Yeah, that's her name. And uh, and it's the story of her and this vampire who have made a friendship, maybe more, and uh, and then there's a series of murders going on in the town, and everyone's a suspect. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's interesting because you're following this plot line of a whodunit, but then at the same time, you're getting exposed to you know, a sci-fi horror element of the vampire underworld. And, you know, you get some tastes of, of, you know, what a vampire is doing. And, you know, and right now they've, the reason it's called true blood is because there's been a product that's been introduced called, you know, true, it's synthetic blood that's being sold to vampires. So, so mainstream vampires can go to their local liquor store and pick Pick up up a a case of O negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? It goes good with Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. Or Yeah. But uh, and so I've, I've just found it really interesting, and it's it's kept my interest in the fact that it's it's it plays on the whole supernatural thing. So there's you know it it definitely gives you know there's vampire action. You know you see the vampires move fast and jump and do crazy stuff. There's the murder mystery thing, and you know what? It's a very sexy show too, which I think people and you know that watch vampire movies, you know, ever since you know the interview with the vampire and all those kind of. Have you watched any of the any of the other vampire TV shows? So you go back to like Forever Night. Um, no, but he was always kind of a. They were, I mean, vampires have always been kind of sexy. And then right? there was one from last season. I can't remember what it was, but there was. They had a whole season of this guy, uh, this immortal vampire. I think but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was it was a murder mystery every okay. week kind of thing. So, but yeah, but basically this thing. Has but they had, had a society of vampires that that they hung out with. They weren't above ground oh, vampires, okay. but they were. Yeah, no, but it's just very interesting. But the big news in the show this week, and I'm sorry, it's might come off as a little sexist, but uh, just a little update for all our uh, fanboy boys and girls, or maybe boys and girls out there. Uh, this last Probably episode, mostly boys. Mostly boys. Uh, Anna Paquin, the star who you might know as Rogue from the X Men films, she plays Suki Stackhouse, the main lead. She's very attractive, quite fetching, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, she has a uh, topless scene in the last episode, and um, it was True Blood. That's all I'll say. So on HBO, HBO, you can probably find it on demand now if you're uh, looking. So. But uh, other than that, you know, besides the gratuitous nudity, it is a fine show. <laughs> it is, uh, if you can get past the gratuitous nudity. Well, what's nudity. funny is, is it's dark. It's funny. It's action-packed. It's got suspense. It's got a little bit of everything. I like it. I love it. I hooked. It's I hooked. Lon Lopez's reg- recommendation for this week. Right. Go watch True Blood. Catch up on it. It's Thank him fun. later. Editor at fanboyplanet.com. Yes. Right in. Let's what do we got into movies. We got some movie news. Movies. Now, you were shocked by this one, Derek, and I just kind of went, that's eh, just Hollywood. You know what's funny is, is I wasn't shocked, but I just, when I kind of wrote you the thing, I, I was going like, shocking, because, come on, here we, you know, it's the, seek, you know, it happens all the time. Movie goes big, people want more money, and then we lose people, you know what I mean? So, um, big, you want to, so I've, what's been, the news I've been about talking a lot, you give it, you give it, so. Oh, well, it's your story. Uh, so we, who was it? Who was uh, in the first movie? Is Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard name? played uh, Rody? Robbie Rody, James Robbie, James, James Rhodes, who eventually in the Iron Man books becomes War Machine, who and, is rumored to show up in the next and hinted next movie. at in the first movie. Yeah, and uh, so apparently uh, he's being replaced in two and three. If they, if they in fact do the two together by Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle from. Which, 
what was that movie? House of Rwanda? No, uh, Hotel, Hotel Rwanda, Rwanda, right? Yeah. And uh, all the Ocean's 13s and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Great so, actor, by the way. I think he's going to be fine in the role. Well, here's the one thing I wanted to say. Um, I When they first announced Terrence Howard as Rhodey when they were first casting, yeah. I wasn't on board. I was like, come on, that guy's too... Honestly, you know, he was in uh, Hustle and Flow. You know, he played the pimp. Yeah. And I'd seen some other movies where he was totally, you know, he, he kind of played different in Crash. You know, he's more of the executive, you know. Gotta, but I just thought he was too kind of street f- to play Army Sergeant Rhodes, you know, for the movie. And I had to say that he impressed me in the movie where I was like, okay, okay, I see him as Rhodes now. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I, he carried it off. Yeah. And so I was, then I was kind of like, okay, this is Rhodey. I'm with it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So now that he's not on board, I don't know how the you know, dynamic... It's going to be an interesting transition because I can't see John Cheadle playing that same character, right, right. the straight-laced military guy. And the other thing is that, you know, maybe you know, John Cheadle's an actor. He can play whatever. But cerebrally, that's, that's a word, right? It is. Cerebrally, Don Cheadle's just a more kind of intelligent actor. And maybe, you know, damn me for saying that. But I'm just, you know, there's something... He comes across as just... A more cerebral act. It's cerebral actually act. easier for smart people to, to play, play dumb, dumb. <laughs> than for dumb people to play smart. I'm not saying anything about Mr. Howard. This is true. But but I will say this, too. Terrence Howard is launching a music career. He just put out a CD, I think, um, of like R&B soul type music. So maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe he thinks his stock is really high. You know, he's like, hey, I was an Iron Man. I got a record out. There you go. You know, I got my own things. I don't need, you know, and apparently it just came down to money. They didn't. They didn't want to meet his price. Yep, and that's fine. Don Cheadle's. You know, like, it's Hollywood. Yeah. Next week we could have an entirely different <laughs> right. story. Next week we could have Tobey Maguire playing <laughs> Iron Man. I don't know. But I mean, we, I, Will Smith is. Yeah. Oh, dude, Will Smith will never take a back backseat role to Iron Man. But anyways, okay. I don't know. I just think uh, Don Cheadle's a good choice. I mean, competent actor can do whatever. Now, It'll you also fun. had another rumor or news about uh, Star Trek? Oh, it wasn't so much rumor. Uh, Entertainment Weekly this week is releasing stills from the movie. Oh. And there actually wasn't. Uh, Entertainment Weekly will have a feature. Is it going to be? It's on the TV show EW. No, well no, 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 no. The, so the, the, the magazine. The magazine. Okay. Is there an EW t- sh- yeah. TV show? Uh, I haven't I seen think- that. No, it's oh no, it's ET. Oh right, yeah, right, right. Sorry. No, but uh, I all the websites like Anna Cool and Chud had released. I guess there are about five pictures that got released to five different sites. There were a uh, couple um, websites, or basically five different pics that were released to like five different websites. So, like MTV.com. Did you see these? I did. I just checked and you online. Didn't send the link. You know what's funny is, is I was checking them right before I came over, and I was like, should I email these to Rick? Oh, yes. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I just I ran out of time. But uh, MTV.com had one of them on the bridge. Um, How'd the bridge look? Um, I'm going to say this much. It looks, they all look young. That's what I'm going to say. And it almost, you know, J.J. Abrams is a guy that brought us Felicity and, you know, uh, whatever, I don't know what other teen dramas he did or whatever. But yeah. they look young and it looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, geared towards that young dynamic. I now, mean, did you see Enterprise? Oh, I'm a Star Trek fan from way back. Did you see Enterprise? Did you watch any of that show? Uh, no. Okay, because really. they 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 went to great pains <laughs> in that show to kind of relaunch Star Trek the look as technology that that kind of was somewhere between our technology and what we saw in the first series mm-hmm. without 
you know, a lot of knobs, a lot of uh, insulation, mm-hmm. visible stuff in the, you know, girders and stuff in the ship. They don't really show a whole lot. I mean, it's definitely, I will say this, most of the Star Trek movies I remember, you know, the ship's very dark. Um, this is well, like, lit with, like, blues and, and, and lighter, you but know. You have to do that for TV, typically. Oh, you mean the darks? Uh, no, you have to do brighter colors. More, well, I'm saying this light. is for the this is the movie I see right, now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I will th- say that was. I mean, yeah. It's it's supposed to be like just be before the original TV, TV series. So. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think, I mean, the picture. Okay, Zachary, Zachary Quinto looks dead on as Spock. Um, I will say. Um, did the uniforms look like the original series? Pretty uniforms? much. I okay. mean, it, it pretty, here's what I'm. It's it's a it's a reboot almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you can, it's not like they're making a prequel where they're gonna hold to the continuity. They're Fair they're enough. basically rebooting it and starting it over, and it looks good. I mean, the the guy Carl Urban looks like a young DeForest Kelly, which surprised me because at first I was like, how are you gonna do Carl Urban his his bones? You know. So they did good. Um, Uhura looks hot, but doesn't, you know. Doesn't look like Nichelle. Doesn't, doesn't look like Nichelle Nichols. Um, Chekhov, they, they basically have a group shot. It's got Chekhov, Uhura, Kirk. Um, Kirk. Bones. Bones, and then Sulu Spock. and Scotty. No Spock. No Spock. Okay. Yeah. Um, they do have a sh- picture of Spock, like, choking someone. I think it might even be Kirk. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Kirk looks, like, younger than I thought he would look, but he's wearing like a black, like skin tight. Oh, he's supposed to be like the youngest captain ever. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? So maybe that's what they're playing up. But um, you know, Henry Cho or Henry Cho, uh, John Cho is <laughs> uh, Sulu. Just looks like John Cho. Um, Simon Pegg as Scotty is just in the background and doesn't look anything like Scotty. So he's I not mean, carrying a cricket bat, is he? Mm, no, was that in the show? I no, it was in. Uh, oh, you're, uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun you're right. Of the Dead, you're right. right. Yeah, but no, it's interesting. And they also have another pick of the USS Kelvin. Does that ring a bell? No. Apparently, that's a ship that gets blown up. Okay. <laughs> so they have a picture of the Maybe ship getting blown up. It yeah. lasted to the regular series. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. Have we talked about Star I mean, aside from this movie, has Star Trek been on people's tips of the tongue lately? I mean... No, it's, I think that's kind of the point. That right. It's been, this it's is been gonna, a while. It's been away. You... you you don't remember twenty years without Star Trek. Mm, no, I don't. No, and that that I was actually recalling this for my son the other day when when we were talking about when the next generation came out mm. and how different it was from the original series. And it was a hundred years later, of course, but right. they they really they really changed it mm-hmm. when the, the production values were better. The you know, they spent more on sets. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the costumes were very much different, but mm-hmm. they had enough in there to say, yeah, this could have come from that the, same universe. That same universe. Right. Well, I just think that, you know, I'm not really, I'm more of a Star Wars guy than a Star Trek guy, but, um, you know, I've always kind of paid attention to the franchise, and I think this is just what it needs. You know what I mean? If Paramount, who, the Paramount owns the franchise, right? I mean, they're, they yeah. so, I mean, if Paramount wants, I mean, it all depends if the movie's good or not, but. I think this is the way to relaunch it to a younger, you know, younger generation out there. And the the old fans, you know, I think it has enough to keep the old fans cheering. You look at the original series, right? And that coming out. And then how many movies they did after a lot of those actors like 60 (laughs) and older. 
and still trying to play like they're 40 or right yeah. like nichelle nichols doing the feather dance oh please <laughs> you hurt my heart right that's what i'm here for so uh yeah no i know what you're saying but yeah i think and that's the other thing too they're gonna i think they're gonna try and make it sexy because they had a couple there's a shot where you can see one of the it's not a hurrah but another girl in the red like skirt Right. And she's got like the 60s style skirt with the little go-go boots and everything else. And I was like sitting there going, if they have a lot of that in the movie, then I definitely think I'll be on board. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but, uh, you know, at po- only positives from these pictures. That's all I can say. Very cool. Yeah. So you, check wanted them out talk, online. you wanted to talk about a Jonah Hex casting as well. And I don't remember if we already talked about this. And oh, Derek well. has all the info and we already wrote about it on Fanboy. He already wrote about it on a fanboyplanet.com make sure you guys are going there i mean that's probably why they're hearing this but yeah um yeah it was just announced i guess it was confirmed right that jonah or uh, josh brolin who's out this friday in uh, the oliver stone movie w right playing uh what's that guy's name again um george oh george w, w. Bush, bush right um yeah, and uh, but this he, is the same Brolin who's Miss, Mr. Um, Barbara no, Streisand, right? No, no, that's James Brolin. Oh, sorry. yeah, this is uh, Barbara Streisand is my stepmom, Brolin. Okay, um, yeah, and uh, he was most recently, I think, seen. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, but uh, I last saw him in uh, Planet Terror, the Grindhouse movie. Okay, but he's done a lot of other things, but yeah, Brolin's he's like, oh, No Country for Old Men. That's okay. what I was thinking, yeah, yeah. So, you know, a decent actor here, going to be, you know, and he's, you know, if you saw No Country, did you see No Country? No, I did not. He plays that western-y type of macho man kind of guy, and, you know, if that's what they're going with Jonah Hex, then... you got to go southern, because Jonah's uh, ex-confederate, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I think he could pull that off, yeah. but, you know, but that's, it's, that's it's, good news. It's going to be interesting to see if that... That franchise, which recently relaunched to DC to and very popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like forty issues now since the relaunch. Mm. Originally went in weird western tales for many many issues. Uh, it's got kind of it's uh, like I said, it came from weird western tales. Mm-hmm. So it's about a dis- uh, horribly disfigured man who basically goes everywhere, and people judge him initially by his looks, and then but he's a very he has his own sense of right and wrong. Well, he's like the dark crusader of the western frontier almost, isn't so. he? Yeah. Yeah. Serving up his own brand of But he's justice. a bounty hunter too. I mean, right. but uh it would be interesting to see how that that plays in a single movie to carry it over cuz he's been a character that's been built up by DC for years after years with very short stories. Right. How he can pull off a franchise if you know and you know they're looking at a franchise. I mean, after the success of Dark Knight, you know, DC wants more properties turned into, you know, yeah. bankable assets. So, But as, we'll I, I, actually, it's a good point um, with respect to the magazine. Mm-hmm. If you're at all curious, don't hesitate to pick up any issue you can of Jonah Hex because they are, for the for 99% of them, are entirely self-contained in one right, issue. standalone issues. So you don't have to worry about continuation stories. Yeah. I mean, essentially, and for people who haven't read Jonah Hex, it's essentially, break it down to, I mean, it's just Tales of the West, kind of? I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's... He, and they're all kind of dark, right? Town. Um, for the most part, they're pretty dark. I mean, it's it's a sense of, of uh, outrage and justice, and, mm-hmm. and Jonah is a doggedly determined and innovative uh, fighter, and 
Yeah, it's a good. It's a. It's an all around good series. Right on. Yeah. Well, I think you know, depending on what they do with the movie. Now, granted, it's only just casting, um, and I think you know, before wasn't the uh, Tom Thomas Jane wasn't he trying to to get the role that 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 role we discussed about that. Yeah. So I mean, so he's out of it, but you know, you got a competent actor. Now you need a good script and a good director, and who knows, maybe a good movie. What else we got, Rick? The last thing on our list. Oh, really? I bet I know what this is. By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. Um, yeah, it was announced today on Chud.com that uh, the He-Man movie is no more. Which is surprising because they've already made a He-Man movie. I bet a lot of people out there going, He-Man movie? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> He-Man? Dolph Lundgren? What is this you speak of? No, but apparently, um, you know, with Transformers being such a huge success... A lot of 80s properties got snatched up last couple years because people wanted to cash in on the 80s nostalgia. And now in this current economy and economic downturn. And just because a lot of them have been pretty crappy. Yeah, people are kind of going, do we really need a He-Man movie? Eh, not so much. So depending, I guess the, the script was originally called Grey Skull. Yeah. So it was gonna maybe maybe handle a little more of the fantasy aspect. I don't know. Um, you can go across all the characters there too, and yeah. just focus on or something. And and basically, it just you know it got scrapped because maybe they didn't think that just there was enough hype and demand for a He-Man movie. And you know, and they were probably right. Yeah, your main character's name is He-Man. How do you like seriously, He-Man? You've got to help us. This rash is growing. No, I don't know. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> So I don't know, but yeah, it saddens us all because we are getting G.I. Joe the movie next summer, so it would have been nice if we could have sprinkled that with a little He-Man, you know, double feature, but you know, whatever. You still can, dude. I could go rent the original. (laughs) (laughs) Or even go back to the cartoon series. Mm, Well, you know, no, you're right. That's probably a bad idea, but uh, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, and on a sad, sour note, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we but you know what? Hey, that was a good cast. That was, uh, you know, Rick, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that um, I don't think we needed Derek this week. I think we were okay. Um, what do you think? I think it's the, it's the end. <laughs> I think we're done. So remember, folks. Right. Remember to use your powers only, only for, for good. good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. We should talk about why Derek isn't here. Yeah, I was thinking we, we got to make an issue... Can we make it like this time, like it's fun and the party time, and like dad's not here? Or something like that? <laughs> Raising the bar on mm-hmm. the fanboy planet pot. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Okay. Yeah, but this is. So, do you, did you incorporate I got everything? I think I got everything down. All right. right. So, you're going to run the. Are I'll you just. Run uh, the, I'll run through and I'll cue you on your items and stuff. So, am I going to be. Are you going to be queuing things up and I'll just be. 
Christ. I guess I am. <laughs> Give me two minutes. <laughs> nice.